Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think highly of Tony Oliva and Jim Cutt. Yes, sir. I feel like I've known them for years, which I have. Yes. What is the Golden Days era? Uh, it must go back to after World War II to, because Gil Hodges is in and he was done, he was on that ballot and he was done playing in like the mid 50s, I think, maybe late 50s with the Brooklyn. I don't think he ever made it to Los Angeles and they moved there in 58. So it must go from World War II to, I mean, after World War II to, um, 70, maybe into the 70s. I'm, I'm not sure exactly. But what distinguishes going in under the Golden Days era as opposed to going in on a ballot? Well, when you uh, are on the baseball writer's ballot, it used to be you were eligible for 15 years. You had to maintain at least 5% of the vote from the get-go. If you come right. out the first year and don't get 5% of the vote, see you later. Right. And... Uh, you 15 years, you got to get 75%, which is tough. You then were done. And the Hall of Fame got so much heat about some of the people that we passed on. Like Tony O'Leary. Yes, and they created a they created a veterans committee. And then they decided there were too many different eras. They wanted to get historians on this thing. So I believe there are three of them now. There's this golden age one. And then the early and days. And then the early days. And I think there's maybe a, a something that covers the more modern times since the mid-70s or something. Another, There's another committee. And these are – there's there's seven Hall of Famers on this one that voted yesterday. And there's uh, uh, four historians – couple of media guys and then three executives from teams that uh, vote and you have to get 12 out of the 16. Well, I guess it's an awkward it's, question. It's an, uh, it's an attempt to get more of these guys in the Hall of Fame. Okay, basically. and that's my question, and it's an awkward one because I don't doubt Tony Oliva's credibility or mm -hmm. his skill, but are we just inventing new ways to... Give everybody yes. a medal, that type no, of thing. No, well, it's, you're sure inventing new ways to... It's a kinder, gentler... Okay. I wouldn't say you're inventing new ways, but it's a kinder, gentler Hall of Fame. And the baseball writers used to raise hell. You know, the old, crustier 
the, when this first started, they raised a lot of, you know, not me. I didn't care, but uh, a lot of the old, you know. Well, now be number six. I'm an old timer, <laughs> but the the from 20 years ago when this first started. There was, you know, we were we were basically protesting that you are you are going against our will and right. we're the we're your voters. Well, unlike the Cy Young Award, the MVP Award, uh, the Rookie of the Year Award, the Manager of the Year Award, we own those. We are serving as the first line of voting at the behest of the at the will of the Hall of Fame. It's not. The baseball writers don't have any control over this but like we do those other awards. Here's what so. I'm saying. In this newer and kinder view of this, yes. does Kent Herbeck become a candidate? I would doubt it. I would doubt it. He's No, I would doubt it. I, but who knows? I think Tony's— Does Joe Maurer? Joe Maurer is—a lot of people think Joe's going to make it. In the normal vote. In the normal vote. Yeah. yeah. It's going to take a while, but a lot of people, there's a lot. The, the the crusty old group of voters, including me, we kind of would look and say, nah, he's not a Hall of Famer, you know. And I, I've always turned in a short ballot, uh, I think six or seven guys this year, but that's because I don't vote for the steroid guys. You know, the guys who will vote for the steroid guys are having a hard time keeping their ballot to 10. I don't have a hard time because I don't vote for them. What's your rule again? If you got caught, you're out. If you got caught, you're out. It's uh, just like America. Yep. You know, just like, just think how many people were stealing money in this country before Tom Petters, but he got caught. You know, (laughs) that's, you know, you, you get caught. Yeah, there's there's grifters all over the place. Wasn't right the now. rap on Oliva what that the career was too short? Yes, it's 15 years, but only eight as a primo. You know, he he started in '64, right? '71 he ruined the knee, right? '72 he only played 10 games, and uh-huh. he was done yeah. if they hadn't come up with the DH. Yeah. He couldn't play in the field, so and then they came up with the DH. And so he played four more years. Sixty-four and sixty-five batting titles. Yes, rookie of the year. Sixty-four, runner-up in ALMVP voting in sixty-five. Should have been the winner, a Sporting mm-hmm. News Player of the Year. But Zoilo won it, and Tony outhit him by. Okay, there's another one. Will Zoilo be a candidate? No, no he won't. Right. He's, he had a short. He had a meteoric career. Tony was, Tony was one of the best for eight years, and then yeah. he got hurt. But here's a. But maybe his most amazing season of all of them was '73. His first year as a DH. You were, were was that when your first year covering yeah, him? Yeah. He, as you know, he was. If he got a hit in the gap, he jogged to first base. Right. That was all he could do. And he drove in. He batted two seventy something that year and drove in ninety two runs. Isn't that amazing? With playing on Basically one, on one playing knee. on one leg. Wow. Yeah. One. Yeah. I mean, he had no foundation anymore. He was hitting with his upper body. Because his right knee was. Mangled. This is this is this is when you cut. There were no if if there was orthoscopy then. Oh, he would have had, had a twenty-five year career. Yes, yeah, but he every year he had eight operations on that surgery. I talked to our guy Rodney last night. Now Rodney was actually on the committee, but he had to give his proxy to Blylevin because being a heart transplant, uh, uh, I don't want to use victim, but recipient. 
he did not uh, with the uh, with the COVID still uh, floating around. He did not feel the urge to get on a plane and okay. fly to Orlando, Florida. Yeah. So, so he was not at the meeting yesterday. But I, his will was, yeah. and Bert, Bert agreed with him on. Well, Tony Cotton. and Carew were, yes, roommates for eleven years. Eleven years, yeah. roommates for yeah. eleven years. Yeah. He said, "Believe it or not, we never had a fight, meaning a right. bad bad yeah. argument." Right. Uh, Probably because uh, Tony said, "Okay," because yeah. we know <laughs> we know Rodney had his grumpy moments. Yes, he did. Yes, you know he was. We we loved him, but he had his grumpy moments. And uh, Tony was always in a good mood. But Rodney did tell me that when they got back to their room in the hotel, and later on, not the first few years, but once the knee went bad, he said the first thing he did was go to the ice machine every night. Yeah, what and was he'd the go uh, get a big load of ice and. Oof for tony to put on his knee and then he said then when i was trying to go to sleep i had to listen to him moan and groan oh, all night because he was because wow. his knee was bothering him what, it, what i forget which one of you said it but what what did rodney have the nolan ryan flu what was the what was the line one of you had no. i think it well, might have been you joe no he he would get the flu occasionally if nolan ryan was <laughs> <laughs> yes rudy may was the guy yeah. he hated the yeah. lefty rudy, rudy may. may who'd he pitch for lefty pitched for uh the angels mostly great big curveball okay and uh and uh but rodney rodney was a 140 game a guy year a guy and then one of Mock's great achievements was he got him in 79, 77. He played 155 games that mm-hmm. year. He played mm-hmm. that was the most games he ever played, and his numbers were Mock. Mock had him, you know, was able to. I mean, because Mock, as you know, you couldn't go in there and do a post game interview without him mm-hmm. effusively praising Rodney. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was uh, Mock. Mock was very good at handling him. As was Billy, but Rodney was he was subject to headaches and stuff like that and mm. would miss some games. So I saw this now. The the seventy squad now has five Hall of Famers yes. on it. Wow. Yeah, I was thinking about writing something about and that, that team. They lost to Baltimore? Is yeah, that right? got swept. I think that Baltimore team won hundred and eight games. Okay. They were great. In but the what playoffs? Seventy? The, the nineteen seventy playoffs. It was the yeah. best of five then. Yeah. And, okay. And they got swept in sixty nine and seventy. Wow. But those were the two best Oriole teams ever. They, I think they won 105 and 108. Wow. In the AL East. Right. Uh, those were really great Twins teams, 69 and 70, but they got swept. The 70 team has five Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Now, Burt was a rookie, but he came up in May and was really good. Five Hall of Famers and the Cy Young Award winner, Jim Perry. Wow. You know, I mean, that was a hell of a team. So who are they? Carew, Killebrew? Uh, Rodney. Rodney. I said Carew. Oh, I'm sorry. Carew, Killebrew. Tony. Harmon. 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 I and said Bert. Killebrew. And Bert. 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 And now Tony. Yes. Yeah. Well, Cotton and Tony yesterday. Cotton and Tony. And then Bly Levin, <laughs> Harmon, and, and Rodney. And Carew. Uh, Rodney, yes. Yep. Yeah. And, That's a nice club. And yeah. the first, only two of them went in with through the, uh, mm-hmm. you know how tough the Hall of Fame used to be? Pretty took tough. Harmon until year four. Isn't that something? Because he had a lot of strikeouts. Yeah. He also <laughs> fifth in career yes, home runs or whatever. He led the American League in home runs like seven times. And he was, but he, his career batting average was in, what, 250 something? Because he went in in 87. Is that right? Yeah. Harmon? You went, right? Yeah. I'm trying to, no, he went in in 84. 84. 84. 84. You yeah. went in yeah. 84, yeah, to uh, to be there for him and uh 
and you know to cover it for the Star Tribune and uh, oh you were or no you were just came to St Paul right didn't you go for St Paul I was in I was St Paul I was why did I go and I think you? I was at the L A Olympics oh yes I think you I were went to yes the LA you were Olympics yes. and you went and yeah. Uh, yeah, you went and, uh, and I won. Covered that. You won. I yes, won. you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> Although the L.A. Olympics weren't bad. No, we because uh, L.A. kind of emptied out, and Wong and I had a rent a car and we drove all over and yeah, and uh, they weren't bad. But uh, when do you want to talk about Detroit playing Detroit? Uh, r- right now, we should mention Reavers and I should give a little tribute to how much we loved Jim Cott when he was our I guest. Said it, for I five said it years. earlier on GL guest. today. He yeah. was the best guest in the history Could of the Rabbit Race. Could not be stumped. No. Right. Whether you wanted to talk to him about something that happened in '65 or something that happened yesterday. He had a story to relate to. He's still he had, like that as an announcer. Three, oh, he's the best. He should be. I don't know if maybe Ralph Kiner got in as the Ford Frick winner as well as the uh, Hall of Famer. But uh, he's, he should be in as an announcer. As a broadcaster, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yes. It's, I mean, he was more dominant as a broadcaster than he was as a player. I mean, it is funny, though. Rodney, I mean, uh, Tony gets in. On eight magnificent years, mm-hmm. and and Cott gets in because he pitched for twenty four years, right, you right. know, and reinvented himself. He's like really high on the list of all time starts, and he was a reliever his last five years or something like that. Was so. the Twins was Cott's only club, right? Oh no, God, no, no, no! He, Once he took left, off. He well, pitched Calvin, for the birds. He got in a, Calvin released him in okay. seventy three or four. He got mad at him because. Uh, he was mad that the Twins fired Johnny Sane as the as the pitching coach, and he wrote a letter to the Tribune or the Star or the St. Paul paper or something, ripping the Twins. And Calvin was mad at him all year. And then when he didn't pitch great, he let him go. He, he people are saying, ah, he got rid of Cott because he's to save money. No, he got rid of Cott because he criticized the the. Uh, the franchise. So. Do you think, and I love Smoltz, but if they added him to the World Series broadcast, that would be spectacular. But would yeah, he do but, it? Oh, yeah. Would yeah, he? Elias, okay. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's 83. He's 83, but he don't act. It. Is Tony 83? Tony's 83, yeah. But Tony's 83. Right. You know, he's still enthused, but he's got the, you know, he's he's a, he. You know, he moves around like he's well, 80, still 83, hurts for but God, God plays golf. All, you know, Tony loves golf, too. Oh, I didn't know he that. He plays, yeah. yeah. Is he good? He was okay, I guess. He okay. was okay uh, for a baseball player. That's what I know. mean, because a lot of baseball oh, players, Puck. it doesn't translate at all. Puck well. couldn't hit that Monday night sports <laughs> talk it was, he Mock was a hell of a golfer. Unless you're oh, a yeah. pitcher. If you're a pitcher, then you've got a pretty good golf game, I would imagine. Mock was made... To be at a country club. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) At the same table in the grill every day. 18 holes in the late morning. Yep. And then the man lunch. Little lunch. (laughs) Or or maybe you hit balls in the morning, have a little lunch, go play play. 18 holes, then come in, have a few toddies, and play bridge for a couple hours. and. Go home and see the missus about half uh, screwed up about eight thirty in the night. It was it was it was perfect. It was he was the perfect country clubber, but oh, a great golfer, yeah. a great golfer. Yeah, and uh, I can guarantee you, if you were his partner mm-hmm. and started hitting it crooked, he wouldn't be happy. He would not be happy. <laughs> he played 
it wasn't the money. He played to win. He wanted to win. I'll never forget this. A couple of years ago, the wife and I are down in Scottsdale for a, uh, my wife works for Park Nicollet. So a big Park Nicollet health convention. Uh-oh. And it and was. you showed up and with it your was bag. Fantastic. <laughs> and so we stayed in this, at this beautiful, beautiful hotel on the resort or on the golf course, excuse me. It was wonderful. She had, you know, things that she had to attend oh. every day. So I go out and hit a couple and tear tear my way through nine holes at this just probably two hundred dollar a round oh, golf yeah. course. Go sit down and here comes these two old timers that sit next to me at the bar. Hey Jim, hey Frank. They say to the bartender, I said, "You guys golf here much?" He goes, "Every bleeping day." <laughs> yeah, it was spectacular. True. Yeah, it's a it's a life. Uh, that's for sure. So Detroit playing Detroit. I love oh, that. Wait, Detroit playing Detroit. Well, one really quick thing. We got a, We had a request mm-hmm. knowing that Pat was going to be coming in today to do Monday Night Sports Talk and on the news of Tony uh, when we used to play this on the radio. Que por cierto tiene aquí. What's amazing is, oh. listen to the crack and how soon they knew it was gone. Oh, yeah. Tommy hit that. The ball can't be, the ball can't be 20 feet right. off the bat. No. Right. And it was crushed. <laughs> well, it went out. Did it clear that back fence oh, God, or yeah. something? Oh, I mean, God, yeah. To Jim Tony. <laughs> Tony. I mean, it's here's the deal with Tony. I can go back to him. And, uh, he, he and the wife bought a place in Miami. They'd go to Cuba every year for when they once they it, they had to jump through hopes to get there for years, and then it got a little easier, and then it got hard again. But when they went, they'd take steamer trunks full mm-hmm. of stuff for Tony's family and friends, and and but then they had a place in Miami, and he was telling me he said we'd be there about two weeks and say you know in December after Christmas and you know in the middle of winter, and he'd say. We'd say, let's go home. Yeah. <laughs> and they'd fly back yeah. here and to to freeze their arse. being a Minnesota. To freeze their arse off yeah. in the same house they've lived in for 50 years. Yeah, down way about 100, down 100 yeah. or so, yeah. down there by the end where the, where the bridge is and right. goes across. And yeah, they just, uh, I love this story. I one more I got to tell is <laughs> his father, the one I've told a mm-hmm. hundred times, mm-hmm. that his father comes here for the first time. And this is Tony's long retired. I mean, it was, you know, they didn't. His folk, his parents never saw him play. He, oh wow! He, I it didn't it know opened that. up for them later, and his father was Pedro Senior. And and Pedro, they pick him up at the airport downstairs. You know, gets off the down in the valet area. That's how he gets in the whatever they're driving. And then when they come home, they drive in the garage, mm-hmm. and he goes in the garage. And he's one of these 5.30 in the morning risers, right? And this is December 22 or something. And he looks out. He looks out the window, and it's a beautiful, sunny, gorgeous day. And he's got his shorts on and his T-shirt. <laughs> and he steps outside, takes two steps, 
His eyes get as big as <laughs> basketballs. He turns around and never goes outside again <laughs> in his time here. Never walked more than four feet to the car the rest of the time. He couldn't believe people lived in this godforsaken place. And we still can't. No. <laughs> but he said, Gordad always tells that story. So anyway, that's I always it think of t- eight millions when I hear eight, Tony. That's Lee. his brother. That's his brother. Okay. His brother was back for the first time, I think. The real, you know, he was Pedro Jr., but he went, came over here on his brother's documents because they made him younger, Antonio. Okay. Because and, and you know, because yeah. he to get signed, he was he was like twenty when he got signed when they wanted he wanted to be seventeen. So okay. And plus, uh, Antonio, he came over on Antonio's documents, so he became Tony. But his birthday changed later on in in his career. He got three years older, and. Uh, but that was in that was Antonio, who was here for the first time ever, sitting down with Gordet and and Reed what was Reed Rick Reed Rick Reed was out there serving up his slop and, <laughs> and spring training and, and and they were hitting bombs and stuff and I said to Gordet and he's going hey, he's, he's making you know Spanish like groans about how rotten the guy is and. I said, Gordette, tell him she's making $8 million. He said, $8 million. Tell him he's making $8 million. And he goes, she's blah, 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 $8 million. Eight millions. <laughs> <laughs> he slaps himself in the head. Who he found Tony? I love Cuba. that story. Uh, there was a guy who played in Havana, Fernando something or other, and he knew Joe Cambria, the Twins guy mm-hmm. who would send them 20 players every year. And out here on the, out there playing under the guava tree in this mm-hmm. town, and uh, and he was a legend out in that area as a 16, 17, 18-year-old, however old he was. And, and the guys got Papa Joe to look at him, and it took a couple of years, but then Cambria sent him. And the last, he was on the last group of Cuban players that in 1961 that got sent to uh, the U.S. by Cambria, who was the Twins guy in Havana. And they had to go to Mexico because the, there was already strained relations with the uh, Cubans. And then they hung out in Mexico. And by the time they got to uh, Florida, April 7th or something, in 61, most of the teams had already been determined for the Twins in, in spring training. So they looked at these 20 Cubans for about three days and told them to go back home, told most of them to go back home, including Tony. But the Bay of Pigs occurred. Oh. So he, so there was no going back. They weren't going back. Going back. So he got saved by the Bay of Pigs. Right. He ended up in Charlotte. Wow. He ended up in Charlotte, and there was a guy there named Minnie because the there were some Cubans playing up there, including Minnie Mendoza, who was a play a utility infielder who had a brief time in the big leagues. And Tony stayed with Minnie Mendoza up in Charlotte and got him to sign him. And he went to Whiteville, North Carolina that summer, the lowest level of baseball, and hit 410. And the twins took an interest after yeah, he had yeah. Say, why don't you head back? Yeah, we, 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 so he <laughs> why is Roger around. Maris not in the hall? Ah, he just had the, about three years. You know, he's just, he's not. He's just not a hall. And Maury Wills. 
Maury Wills, I would, I'm very surprised, doesn't get more Did support. Did Dick Ellenly missed it by one vote? Yeah, and it's kind of weird. You know, you can only vote for five, and they got to get 12. And I think only six guys or so got votes. You know, and Dick Allen got 11. He'll get in next time, but that's five years from now. But he was the guy that everybody thought was going to get in. But I think they kind of took care of the older guys. Sure. And I think I think they said, if we're going to get Cott and Tony in, we better do it now because they're both 83. Right. And they're the only two living among the the Among ones that the ones that made it, yeah. yeah. And then there they had the obviously none of the whatever they call the guys that from way back. Because Super Seventy Sports had a great one with Dick Allen with the big heater sticking out, and it said, "Damn shame." <laughs> That's all it said. Oh, there's we're, everybody's. There's a lot of heat because of the war crowd is very upset that Dick Allen didn't make it. He'll make it. He just won't be. You know, he still probably got some guys who knew him when he was. Uh, Do you think Burt didn't vote for him because he hit two inside the park home runs off of him in one game? Yeah, but uh, that that was probably more due to uh, who was the center fielder? I can't oh, yeah. remember. The center fielder played them both in the Soulfield? inside out. No, I don't think it was Soulfield. I don't think Rick it was Soulfield. Rick Soulfield. Loved Rick Soulfield. Yeah. Couldn't hit a fastball, which is a bit of a problem in the big leagues. <laughs> it really is. But I love it. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to the Vikings. That game, Detroit playing Detroit. Like watching Detroit play Just Detroit. got ejected. <laughs> He's happy. Yes. Detroit He's Don happy. was there, according to reports I've received. Really? Yes. Really? Well, Joe issued so the tweet. Did, so his... Eight-year-ago threat to never go to a game oh, again. He's got uh, the seat you, number stamped on his arm. You know damn well he was at the next game yes, at 11 yes. o'clock. <laughs> Drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, God, it was hard. It was. Every, you know what drives me nuts and everybody says, well, you could expect it. No, you can expect it when they're playing at Soldier Field. Right. You can't expect it against Detroit. Detroit's the reason they've had a good, successful franchise. Did you see Mike Tice issued a tweet yesterday after the game? He said, "Really? Even I beat Detroit eight and zero, eight and zero for Mike Tice's career against uh, the, the Lions, eight and one for Chili Dog." I know you tweet of God. What do you Detroit, say? you're welcome. Because <laughs> of, of the shooting and everything oh, in Michigan. Okay, the, yeah, yeah. You yeah. guys needed an update. I, I, yeah. I want to know what in God's name was that defensive strategy on the last play. The first thing you have to cover is the front of the end zone, isn't it? Yes. You can't just let some guy... when. In 1959, when I was a slow-footed freshman at Fulda High School, we called that a button hook. Mm-hmm. You just went down mm-hmm. there, stopped, and had the guy throw it to you, right? Yep. That's yeah. about a five-yard pass. That's what this was. That was a button hook, and, <laughs> and it dazzled us. Yeah. Where was Cameron dancing? I don't know. You know, know. instead of where is the safety man, <laughs> yeah. where are you going, Cameron? <laughs> Where are you going? The play's over here. Yes, you're protecting the fade route, but the guy's not fade routing. He's standing right there I four thought feet of from you. Kevin Seifert's line at 41 donut. It's like he's a lab, and they faked the ball. And he, he, I did, but I don't even think the guy faked it. No, no, but that, that's the yeah. first thing that came to mind was Waswa. I, I, I get the impression from 
Zim, although Zim, I, I miss the old Zim who used to call people out by mm -hmm. names. He wants to get along with people now, which is terrible. Mm -hmm. But Except uh, for Thomason. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, players. Oh, the players. He's not oh, calling gotcha. out his players gotcha. like he did. He's, he's trying to save his job, which he can't save. But, but I, I get the impression Xavier was supposed to come up and give him help on that. that I think so, too, yeah. If they weren't playing this Thursday, would he be gone? I think so. Really? I do. I think so. Because you know, I said this earlier today talking to Judd, you know Spielman, if he can get Zim fired during the season, there's a better chance of it not being a package deal, don't you think? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, if Zim, if he can get, then he can say, I can find, we'll, we'll find you a good coach there, Ziggy. Let me stay. So I, I think he's gone. He looks... He looks like a dead man walking. Mm -hmm. I mean, he just—he's—he's he's had that. He did have. He's the, had that beaten down yes. look on the sideline. I mean, he was happier than hell at the end of the Packers game, but he's just had that. He's had the sad look. Well, that's yes. for about five well, years. Well, they can't—they can't lose one more, can they? Yeah, they can. You, you nine think and so. eight. Nine and eight will get you. Joe, they're still only one game out of a playoff spot you because got an San extra Francisco team, lost. You know, you got—they've gone from six yeah. to seven playoff teams in the NFC. Uh, they, unlike the AFC, which has got a bunch of teams over 500, the NFC doesn't doesn't have that many. Pittsburgh have, beat a nice Baltimore team last night. Yeah, boy, did the has the have the have the uh, the pundits turned on Lamar Jackson? Huh? Wow, a little bit. Yeah, everybody, he's not good enough, and blah blah. But uh, I'd take him. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know. I you know what? I think you agree with me. I've always been anti-sportsmanship. <laughs> I don't like, I mean. No, I know what you mean. Seventh I don't game, like fraternization. Seventh game of the Stanley Cup, okay. Yes. Shake my hand. Shake my hand. Yep. Not after every bleeping high school hockey game that's yep. ever been played. Who came up with that stupid idea? <laughs> it's unbelievable. And uh, There was too much sportsmanship well, on the part of the Vikings yesterday. Especially the quarterback. That's right. I he said, was way too happy. I said earlier today, if there was a Lady Bing Award in the NFL, mm -hmm. he would have won it yesterday. Yep. What a sportsman. He's out there. The, the Lions are turning around saying, what's he doing here? And he's shaking their hands and slapping them on the What the hell? Yeah. You know, you should be slinking off into the night, <laughs> hoping that no one remembers that you played that game. 22 hours ago, former Minnesota Viking quarterback Tommy Kramer said the following, I'm fine with shaking hands with opposing team, and but smiling and laughing after a loss like that, for love of the game is gone. <laughs> Talking about Mr. Cousins. You told me that earlier, and I said, see... We we alcoholics have the same view of sportsmanship, you know. You're opposed to it. <laughs> yes, right. Oh, and also uh, Suhan tweeted this yesterday, breaking the Vikings will play in the Music City Bowl, which I replied with, Jim, they still need another win to become bowl eligible because <laughs> they only have five wins. Yeah, that's true. They got well, to get to 500. So anyway. I did hear a caller, though, uh, after the game that blamed the refs because they didn't call – the face mask penalty on Kirk in the second quarter. Oh, really? That okay. was one of the. It's, he said it kind of snowballed from there. <laughs> but wasn't that final Detroit drive riveting though? Just to watch it all. Be, be, because just because you got the increasing knowledge that they're gonna they're gonna do this. They're gonna do this. <laughs> but then they get to the last play and you say, ah, they've just they've screwed up so many games at the end. 
But here's the thing. The bottom line, they played the Lions twice. Mm-hmm. Equally matched contest. Right. Both of them could have <laughs> went either way. They went right down to the end with them. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, but there's nothing better for local media mm-hmm. involved in sports than embarrassing defeat oh. by the local NFL team. Ben Gessling's gamer for the strip, which I looked at last night, had 721 comments. Wow, really? Yes, <laughs> last night. If it was a win, 60. Now here's the 70, thing. 70, yeah. maybe after. Because you made a great point. As a as a true dedicated sports fan, you're rooting for the Vikes to lose to the Lions and Jim Cod Antonio to get in the Hall yes, of Fame. Right, I agree right, with that. Right. And but, now, but what I want, I want to win. They got to win Thursday. Because you got to get hopes back. Oh, that's up. true. Yes. Yeah, because you can't. You know, the the public is going to turn off if you get bad enough. Then they don't respond sure. anymore. You got to keep you, them you engaged. You got to get them to the. Yes. You got to get them to the the cusp of the press. It's got to be like. Thelma and Louise, but stopping, <laughs> you know, stopping at the edge, not right. flying. You can't have them just flying off no, into the no, distance. No. You gotta, you gotta give them hope again. Thursday, you gotta. In fact, a rousing performance Thursday would. Hey, be nice. we're back. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We also, if you're a true, true die-hard Vikings fan, you have to root for the Lions to lose the rest of their games. Mm-hmm. You want their only win to be against you. Okay, what year was it? It wasn't Denny's last year. What year was Denny? Sometime in the 90s. They opened the season at home against Carolina, Carolina. with decent possibilities, and they kicked off, and Stephen Smith brought it, it back it for a touchdown. It was Denny's last year. Was it 01? Yeah. yeah. What are you playing? I have no idea what just happened. I don't think it was his last year. I can it? look it up. I won't because I know they had the number one pick that year because that was Carolina's only win. But Carolina went one and fifteen, and the Lions went into their last game of the year one and fourteen, and their victory was over the Vikings too. Oh, so the Vikings, and then the Lions screwed it up by winning their last game. Otherwise, the Vikings could have performed the incredible feat. Of being the only victory for two one and fifteen teams. Now that would have been significant. The two thousand and one Minnesota Vikings. Uh, oh, this is preseason. Sorry, they lost to the Carolina okay, Panthers. That's the year then. September 9th, two thousand one. And they lost to Detroit, right? And they lost to at Detroit, December sixteenth. They lost. Yes, and did they uh, look up? The, didn't, didn't the didn't the Lions finish two and fourteen? Yes, they that did. Year, so yes. So, yeah, that would have been quite a feat. Denny, of course, he did not get fired. He resigned. <laughs> that was my favorite. He was going to take the high road. I never Remember? saw I was... never saw Sid crazier than he was that day, Joe. Really? And he, I mean, he's crazy. But Chris Martinson came on on, what was it, a Tuesday, maybe, a Monday or Tuesday? Maybe it was Monday. That Zimmer, that uh, Denny had been fired. Mm-hmm. And... He had the scoop. Then he had been fired because we everybody kind of expected it. And Sid's theory, Sid was out there saying, no scoops, no scoops, because they hadn't made up their mind when he Mortensen reported uh-huh. it, and then he ended up resigning. And Sid was just enraged that uh, that people were giving 
Chris Mortensen from ESPN credit. Well, he couldn't have anybody school. else get credit. No, no, no it did. He had a tough time with that, did he? Yeah. And that, in fact, that could have been his beat writer, whoever it was back then, right, reporting right. it, and he would have been upset. Right. You know, so. But uh, I will say this though. Speaking of football. I would pay good money to be in Buffalo tonight for a Monday night game Ooh, against the Patriots. Against the Patriots, yes. So I'm thinking of first place. Yeah. In Joe, you must watch. Forty mile an hour winds. I looked up the weather and it looked benign. Yeah, but the wind is supposed to be howling. Oh, I'm gonna watch You're this gonna baby. get the wobbly passes. I, I yeah. almost called you yet last night. Yeah. The Western Conference Finals in Canada. Yeah. In Winnipeg Whoa. last Was night howling? against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, <laughs> and everyone has got big parkas on and they're <laughs> drunk and they're screaming, just like our fans. And the wind is howling and the snow is blowing. Oh, it was fantastic. It was great because you know they out. There was all, the other one was in Toronto and it was windy and stuff there, but. Toronto's like balmy. When you get out on the Winnipeg Prairie, man, or Edmonton or yep. places like that, the, the, the Grey Cup semifinals are always fantastic. And the final this year, I think, is in in Toronto again, so it might not be properly rotten. But uh, Well, plus, don't they play at the Rogers Center? No, they play outside. Oh, they do play outside. Yeah, they, oh, okay. they play in the old... The old place where Joe and I covered baseball games. Exhibition, Exhibition Stadium. Exhibition Stadium. Where you... It was the the right field fence was basically cut right across the football field, right. so you had like somebody hit a home run, it could go f- another eighty yards <laughs> down the field, boom, 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 down the field. So. I saw just enough of the uh, Hero Challenge in the Bahamas, yes, to not, see Tiger interviewed. Yes, and he's. I think he's uh, sincerely resigned to the realization that I don't think it I can do this happen again. again. No. Well, the, you need the foundation. <laughs> he said, I can go this. out in the cart and play nine holes, he said, but I, I'm a long way from PGA Tour golf. He yeah, said. well, he doesn't want to go out there and shoot 82. No. no. You know, he's, and he, he realizes he's going to be 25 yards shorter now than everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Will he be a senior player? I ah, don't, don't know if his ego would let him do I that. I don't know. Phil, it's certainly not costing Phil anything. Where's no. that check? Phil I'll go, go take another 300 take grand. Money. <laughs> Vegas will take this money, too, when I go there gambling. But anyway, know. Colin Marikawa had a five-shot lead. He finished uh, way down. He what did he do? Ninth. Was he the shot, wind blowing in the Bahamas? He shot a 76 on the final really? day. Yeah. Was the wind blowing down there? I Not really, no. Victor Hovland won this. I don't agree, by the way. They put these in the world golf rankings points. Yeah. yeah. There's only twenty players. Right. That's doesn't shouldn't count. Shouldn't count. I mean it's I it's a fine event if they want to have it, but uh these silly season events should not count, I don't think. No, we really don't get out of the silly season until they get to Hawaii in January. Yes, but that isn't too far away. No, it is. What's the date? Anybody know? December 6th, Pat. Ooh, tomorrow, by the way, 80 80 years. years. What are we going to do? Oh, boy. Do we have anybody? Do we have any 98-year-old guys who are going to make it lost the last guy from the Band of Brothers. Really? The last living guy died. Really? Shames. Do we yeah, have anybody shames. left who was on uh, one of the was it, in Pearl Harbor? I can't think of it. You'd have to be ninety-eight, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Eighty years, though, man, alive. Well, my old have man would be how old? One hundred and four. 
He's not available. No? No. I have not been to Hawaii. No. I haven't been there? No. I would it love is, to go to Pearl Harbor. Is, everybody always makes a big deal out of it, but it is amazing when you still see the oil. Yep. That was a lot of oil in those boats. Well, did you realize that the people who live, what's the air, what's the base name there? There's a, it's still a big naval base. Yeah. Well, the people living there are discovering that there's, there's fuel in their water. There's gasoline in their water. Still from the... Apparently, and now they can't drink the water. They have to have their water brought in. People were getting sick and... Is it Hickman? No, it's not Hickman. Hickman Air Force Base. No. Hickman's an Air Force Base. I don't know what the Naval Base is. I'm looking is. it up. Sorry, this is taking me a minute. Yeah, well, the, uh, the Fort uh, Shafter. No. I'd know it if I know. No, the it. Naval Air Base. Naval Air Base. Right? Naval Base. No, yeah. no, the Naval Base, not the Naval Air Base. The, uh, I don't know if, I don't think the uh, Lieutenant Colonel was supposed to be, uh, Taking a job at the Kaneoha Bay Golf Course is a... I hope he's not living where the water's bad. I don't think he is. not close enough. He's not on the base, is he? No, no. He's up on a hill. You can you can see Pearl Harbor from where he's up on a hill. What's he going to do with the floor. golf course? He could be the starter? He's going to be a, you know... Greeter? do anything they want him to yeah. drive around in a car. I mean, he's just something. having fun, in other words. But, but instead... Thanks to the generosity of the GI Bill, mm-hmm. which he's, you got three years to take it after you retire. Right. He's making money going to junior college, <laughs> and uh, and he's learning to be an electrician. Really? Yeah, he's taking electrician, you know, home repair electrician work. So that's good. I, next time he comes home, I'll have a bunch of projects yeah. for him. Yeah, you now have a guy. <laughs> yeah, a guy. Right. Yeah. Uh, I can get that fixed. It's just he's in Hawaii, uh, so uh, I got to... But they're uh, they're still uh, they're still not they don't if they get some COVID out there they go they get a little paranoid. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you'd make a good electrician, Patrick. I'm just going to go on a sturdy list. I do not take any chances nope, around electricity. Me either. No, I'm not. Well, what I did I do though? I uh, <laughs> oh no! I got myself a good jolt. <laughs> what was that? Garage door opener? No. What was it? Light bulb. I no, it was uh, something that I thought that I forgot. Oh, the swimming pool key. I don't, there's a key. Yeah, well, the thing it's not a key. It it you stick it in there and it fits in there and makes the electricity run. But it's it's big like this. Oh. And I and the guy said I think it's the pool guy said I think it's in there. So I couldn't see it and I was dinking around in there. With my finger to see if I could pull it out, and I go, <laughs> Oh, I don't like that. The electricity was alive. You know, wouldn't have that been the final kicker if that swimming pool had killed me? <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, I've always said it's taken five years off my life, but I never thought it would be from electric. I was, who was I telling? Oh, it was my dad. He wanted to hear the story about the. Uh, the guy, the uh, the the lawnmower the going into the put pool. The lawnmower, the big lawnmower, <laughs> the big wide right. lawnmower. That was right. It's Joint Base Pearl Harbor Hickam. Okay. Joint Base Pearl Harbor Dash Hickam. Mm-hmm. Hey. But Hickam was an airfield, I thought, was it? And the the uh, obviously the ships came into whatever. Pearl Harbor Naval Station and Hickam Air Force Base have grown up together around the historic port known as Waimomi to the native Hawaiians on Oahu's South Shore. Right. You know what name, you know what's one of the worst things about visiting Hawaii? 
What? You can't even come close enough to spelling a name to figure out where it is right. on a map. You know, it's uh, that that I don't approve of the all. First of all, there's about eleven letters that aren't used. Right. In the alphabet, they don't need them. So they they need them because it's uh, and then the pronunciation. I could never be a uh, you could never be a sports writer out so there. Not a lot I, of Przinskis in Honolulu. I couldn't spell the names. I couldn't spell the name. <laughs> Who's the Boy. Detroit guy? La Roma, Penny Sewell. No, so you're the, thinking the of Detroit guy. The uh, Lions player with the they've oh very he's got a, he's name. got a very uh, complicated name yes the the the, the Saint Brown guy the last yes. name is Saint Brown but he must be this he must be the brother of e, Erna Ramos Saint the, oh speaking of that igno, ignominious Saint Brown. ignominious or something like that this, this guy uh, is a different is the Igwe Buike kid is he any relation to Donald he's got to be. Doesn't he? Well, I would think. Yeah, I, I don't know. Donald, I think he got that was a bad yeah, charge, it was. man. Jeez, he was just trying to get a little, <laughs> little chemicals for relatives. What the hell? Leave him alone. It was Donald, right? It was his first yeah, name Donald? Donald. Yeah. Very good kicker. Yeah, very good kicker. Yes. Well, didn't he basically just get blackballed from the league? Uh, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. I, I I don't know. I thought you know we. We we just be better off if we legalize drugs in this country, don't you think? Donald Let's wrapped up it. his career in 1995 with the Memphis Mad Dogs. Uh oh. Which league was that? USFL? No, I, that wasn't. No, I don't USFL. think that's USFL. Why can't I find this guy's name? Hmm. It's he's a guy that caught the touchdown pass. I know. Right. I can't find it. Ignominious. Here he is. Yeah. Give me the first name. Amon Dash Ra. Oh, Amon Ra Saint Brown. Amon Ra Saint Brown spelled. A-M-O-N dash capital R-A, Amon Ra, St. Brown. The toughest name to spell in the history of Minnesota sports and for my 50 years is Nita Ryder. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not even going to take a step. There's an I before an E and then an E before an I and then an R, a single R and a double T instead of a double R and a single T. <laughs> I couldn't spell. I was so damn happy. I don't do that much hockey, but I was so damn happy he, could, he, got, he got traded. He got traded. I couldn't yeah. stand it. Yeah. Well, uh, and Kirilov is a very difficult one because there's one R, two L's. Two Fs. How do you do with Kaprasov? You go okay with Kaprasov? I'm not, yeah, that's because, you know, you got the Z. Just remember to use the Z and right. it's fine. You better learn but, how to spell it because you'll be writing for a, a lot. for a simple name, this volleyball player at the U, Jenna Wenis, okay. is very difficult. W-E-N-A-A-S. Oh, not two A's. W-E-N-A-A-S. You get the A's. You didn't know. You think you should use two E's and one A. And it's it's very complicated. I sent in my column on deadline the other day, and I said, "You better check out the spelling on this Wenis. It might be in there like seven different ways." <laughs> right. You know, I don't have time to look it up. Uh, he is a first cousin once removed to Detroit Lions running back Godwin Igwebuike. I did just look that oh, up. Oh, really? Igwebuike. Okay. Yeah. I thought. Uh, is know. he a kicker? No, he was a running back for the oh, Lions. Okay. Well, who's the kid? This name is extraneous or. Uh... Yeah, the he, he, he's with the uh, he's with the Green Bay's, right? <laughs> yeah. What's his first name? Wow, Quantamos or something. Oh, I bet he's the there. older brother. 
St. Brown. What country Packers. are they from? Equinemius. Equinemius. Is he an American-born uh, yes. child? Yeah. You know, it's a good thing that I'm not filling out baptismal. That would, <laughs> you're right. That no. Nope. Nope. That ain't nope. working. Next. Long Hornable. <laughs> We're giving you a bill. He okay. is from Anaheim, <laughs> California. He's from Anaheim. But yeah. his name yes. is Equimin, Equinemius. Equinemius. Yeah. I always think of that bit we used to be able to play on the radio with the guys doing the football names oh, yeah. when I hear his name. Don't do that anymore. Don't do that anymore. And we, of course, miss the uh, girls uh, The girls state basketball tournament yes study of those names too uh, Equi- how many different ways can you spell christine <laughs> uh Equinemius attended notre dame by the way yes, i was yeah. rooting like hell for notre dame to make it to the final four just Without to spite ryan kelly too. thank you but uh boy they're all on board on this 35 year old dynamo of a recruiter so uh, it'll be fantastic by the way someone put this out there i forget who but it basically said if Brian Kelly took the USC job, so it had this guy with a surfer accent because Brian Kelly was, make, was yeah. you know changing his accent. I at said, the I said, I want it. okay, he can do a little Southern drawl. How's he doing Cajun? Right. <laughs> let's hear you do. Let's hear you sound like Ed. That's or, the kind or, of Bush League thing Hillary Clinton would do. Yes. Yeah. Start t- speaking uh, locally. I have hot sauce in my purse. Oh, yeah. But yeah. the good thing about him is he can you know he'll be very popular down there. If they're nine and one going into the, if they're if they're six and four, that'll wear out in a hurry. Oh, yeah. Ten million dollars, ten ten year contract. Though. Ten Ooh. millions. Ten millions. <laughs> wow. Ten years for how much? A ninety five guaranteed. Wow. But uh, a lot of uh, uh, attainable incentives. He must be a pretty good coach because nobody likes him and he still won all the time. <laughs> but uh, anyway, all right. Good luck to Notre Dame. Yes, sir. Eleventh Commandment, cheer, cheer for Old Notre Dame. That was the deal. So I've kind of broken that one. Lately. I have to. I don't. I don't really care. Much. You got to go to the bank. Yeah. All I care about is Duke losing in basketball. Really, that's all, <laughs> the only thing I care Send about. Send out Coach K with a loss. Loss. That's a heartbreaking loss. That's true. Hey, are you going to Phoenix? Oh, for the guaranteed rate ball. West Virginia. I don't think I'm going to be able to make it this year. So this Kirk. Sierroca, the yep. defensive, the offensive coordinator, we're trying to big out Soraka. Yep. That we're trying to bring back. He's working at West Virginia. Is that as oh. an analyst? Is that kosher? I don't know. To hire a, he, I mean, he might, he might have to say, "I'm coming in. and I'm going to be the offensive coordinator for next year, but I'm not going to give you any trade secrets." Yeah. I don't know. We don't know what Rooks got. But I just got a text from him that says today he feels the best he's felt in a week and a half. Wow. I hope it's just a case of the good old flu. Well, I hope so, too. He Not says he's chilling like a villain. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Jeez. All right. He says, I'm good, but this is the best I've felt in a week and a half. Wow. Thought I would share that with All right. Is, with are those Sun Country flights getting off the ground without him out there know, running the show? That's a good question. Show? That's a good question. Him and the other guy? What's the other guy's name? <laughs> Thomas. Ty, him and Tom. Thomas. Thomas has probably got new new powers with the, with the rookie. Well, he's convinced rookie's undercover boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Yeah. That was uh, Hi, this is Daniel Roof, the Real GM Radio Podcast. 
And while the NBA season is still pretty new, there are some interesting storylines going on. And for me, one of them is, let's call it a shift in expectations, because there are a couple teams that we expected to be not necessarily pushing the accelerator in the early going in the season, maybe seeing Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson, this purportedly strong 2023 draft class, and going, hey, we could be a part of that. And that would be the Utah Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs. Both teams are over 500 with some nice wins. And this isn't fluky. They're playing well so far. And And so we will see how they build on this, how they react to it. Do they keep pushing, see if the CEO can keep going, or do they change directions through trades and everything else? So that'll be something to watch in this year where the draft class is is strong and these teams have incentives going in both directions. Hi, this is Daniel LaRue from the Real GM Radio Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, matchups, news, in-depth analysis, and live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. Can check in on your favorite games and events, including the baseball playoffs, start of the hockey season, MMA, boxing, and golf, plus sports podcasts. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts.